as a consumer needs choices and they want to be um, you know related to uh, at the point of where they're at and I think that's going to be the one trend um, that that continues and companies that do that well will win Welcome to Marketing Conversations with Lamphouse Films, the show where we bring you access to tips and insights from today's marketing thought leaders. Today on the show, I'm talking to Brad from the Woodstream Corporation. Woodstream is the company behind mega brands like Tarot Pest Control and Victor Mousetraps. In today's interview, we talk about the importance of basing your marketing on customer feedback and how none of that matters if you don't have a really great product in the first place. I learned a lot through this conversation with Brad, and, and maybe the biggest thing is that we all need to expand our definition of marketing to include how we treat our customer well after the sale's been made. Almost without fail, that tarot box, anybody I show it to recognizes it. Sure, the orange packaging and the blue really pop off the shelf. Um, but not just coloring and packaging, it's really making sure products work. And you know, when people have ant problems, you know, they want something that keep their house clean and, and take care of it right away. Tell me about where you guys are advertising primarily. The, the biggest thing we we're doing um, uh, in most recent years is digital. Obviously we're advertising uh, directly to our consumers from our website, um, you know, making sure we tell our story and, and educate them with our, our, our full product line. Uh, social, uh, multiple different social platforms, um, because that's where we really can connect with the consumer really fast. Our biggest leverage that we've made in the last couple of years and in, improvement is advertising on Amazon. Um, Amazon has a lot of market share when it comes to product search, and we want to be first there. And uh, we were the first uh, people in our in industry to do that. Um, now we're seeing our competitors uh, increase their uh, advertising there, so I know we're doing something right. Another advertising that we do is directed to dealers and retailers, connecting with those dealers at the trade shows, even virtual now because of COVID, um, so they can satisfy their consumers is, is really helpful. And while brick and mortar is really important, um, online has has been an increasing portion of that set of that share. And um, with COVID, I feel like, I mean, you're studying the trends, I'm sure, that has had to have skyrocketed. The consumer behavior is very interesting right now. I mean, I think I read one study that um, e-commerce and, and total is about five years ahead of where they thought they would be at this time um, because of all the, the, the change of consumer behavior. Um, but that allows us to understand the consumer a little bit more too and understand what they want, what they like. Um, also gives them a direct channel to us to, to tell us what they don't like um, and so we can improve going forward. How much of your marketing is based off of the consumer behaviors that you guys are seeing online? A lot, a lot. It's not just um, how much product to make and who to sell, to, like, you know, uh, what, what keywords and things like that. But we also, our new product development is based a lot on consumer behavior and feedback we get from online. We make sure that's an integral part of our uh, new product development phase process to make sure we have consumer research to support um, our instincts, if you will. So sometimes new product uh, development ideas and concepts um, come to life because of consumers have asked for it. And that's usually from online uh, feedback. For People who are um, doing marketing at smaller companies who are sort of just starting to sell online or getting their head wrapped around it. What are some of those consumer insights that are valuable to you? What are some, what are some tips, some things to be looking for? Yeah, I mean, 
just because people are shopping online doesn't mean they have changed their standards. They, they actually, uh, they still want a quality product. They want an efficacious product. They want something that's easy to use. If I was a start company starting up, I would definitely listen to, um, you know, uh, the data as get as much data as you can, as far as what they're buying, when they're buying, um, as well as listen to those reviews. Um, those reviews are a gold mine when it comes to what's the insight. Yeah, there's some noise in there, but if you have resource available, I would invest in that direct consumer feedback about what people are saying about your products, but also the competitors' products, um, because that really drives a difference as far as what what you can do to improve. But what are they actually looking for? What are they What are they looking for? Um, there's other ways to do it, panels and, and and things like that too. But those consumer reviews are relatively free to use. It's a, it's, a, it's a, if, especially if you're starting out in a company. It's free to see and, and to read, and it definitely will drive a lot of um, insights to your company but also hopefully innovation. So, so you guys are studying your competitors' reviews as well to say, oh, this is what people don't like about these other products. Or what they like about, I mean, yeah, what they don't like and things like that, you know, that's interesting and sometimes that does help us, but what they do like. I mean, yes, the reviews for competitors are just as important as ours. Um, you know, I, I like to focus on what we do and make sure we understand the consumer, but it's also good to understand the competitor landscape too, to, to make sure that you are, um, you know, going down the right path, but also, are you missing anything? What gaps, what, what, what white space, if you will, is an opportunity to, to, to grow the company. It's cool to see how you guys are really studying your customers so that you're meeting their need. And that it goes to show in the volume of products that you're selling, like your customers are satisfied. It's cliche sometimes to say the consumer's the boss, but at, I do believe that they ultimately are, um, and now digital and, 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 you know, electronic communications, allow us to have a direct line to them to tell us to, to say you're doing this wrong or you're doing this well we get a lot of compliments on our our social pages about what we're doing well but we also have uh, feedback about what we could do better and I, I you know having the pulse on the consumer and what they're saying and and using those digital technologies to make your better company better is is what woodstream is all about so I wanted to chat a little bit about um, where you see marketing going in the future? The retail landscape is going to continue to evolve faster, more um, personalized, um, allow the consumer more options to choose. Ultimately, at the end of the day, um, there's a, a you know the omni-channel or a multi-channel uh, concept that the consumer needs choices and they want to be um, you know related to uh, at the point of where they're at. And I think that's going to be the one trend. Um, that that continues and companies that do that well will win. But I think at the end of the day, consumers' voice will value and appreciate um, brands that value them and want to provide good products and 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 help them solve problems. You know, that's the great thing about digital is that you get fast and instant uh, feedback. Um, so you can tell when your ad's not resonating with the consumers or they're not engaging with it. And so, what did you do wrong? Why did you think a uh, that ad would do versus that. And so that continuous improvement, um, the companies that do that and focus on that um, and engage your consumers in those platforms um, and, and additional ones too. I mean, you know, um, making sure we're advertising on where they feel loyal to, like our re partner with our retailers to make sure that um, we use their uh, advertising um, uh, menu of options, if you will, to, to, to engage those consumers. Because a lot of consumers start where the retailers were, they, 
feel comfortable. If any company does that, I recommend if you start small, if you have some niche that you're, you're going after, you know, stay focused on it, do it well, um, really perfect it, and then, and then expand. Um, and perfect it from the whole way from the production, the whole way, the whole way to the execution and support side as well. Thanks for watching another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamphouse Films. Lamphouse is a production company that creates film-centered marketing campaigns. If you want to chat with us about your next campaign, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Josh at lamphousefilms.com. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, make sure to check out our email newsletter in the description for extended interviews and bonus content. Don't forget to tune in next week for my conversation with Jen from Procter & Gamble. See you then.